With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling of the Max NXT Review for January 17th, 2018. And we, of course, brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find ton more and hey don't forget to go subscribe rate and review over at wrestling to the max or the w2m network you'll get all of our great review shows that we do every single week in one nice place it's simple it's easy it's the best way to get the content that you've been looking for and hey also give some big love to formulamania.com and last word on prowrestling.com both excellent sites to go check out too they give you plenty of wrestling content and some other stuff too so they support us let's support them I, of course, am your host tonight, Gary Vaughn, and along with me is not Paul Laser, it's Brandon Bisgobing. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, how's it going, Gary? It's uh, weird being uh, with someone else other than Harry. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, it, it, a little bit diversity when it comes to personalities. Uh, <laughs> Harry is really awesome, has, you know, a different kind of motivation than I do because he's over the top in a different way. I'm a little <laughs> over the top, maybe in the, uh, I don't know, weird, odd kind of way, but that's okay. I think we all <laughs> can get along here over at the WTM net. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but I'm so happy to be with you, man. You know, it seems like a long, long time since we've done a podcast together. We've done oh, plenty together. Oh. Dude, I, I don't even know when the last time we've done a podcast together is. Yeah, it's crazy. But hey, I'm glad you're here with me, and I really appreciate you stepping up to the uh, you know to the bat here because Paul Leeser is sick tonight. He is possibly with the flu. He just knows he's ill. So if the I, flu is gone nationwide, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty much the uh, the pinch hitter slash sixth man for W2M. Yeah. And hey, you're worth every dime because you're a big, awesome help. But not only that, uh, you know, I, I trust me. I listen to all the other shows you're on, and you know, I wouldn't have anybody else, Brandon. I mean, you do such a great job, and I, I feel it's honestly an honor for me to be on the show with you tonight. I really appreciate it. So, yep. well, let's jump into this thing, man. Uh, yeah. People are wanting us to talk some NXT, so yep. let us talk about it. Let's go ahead and get into this first matchup that we have. And, of course, we get the nice intro with all the fans at NXT clapping and cheering. And they get treated to a match that starts out the heavy machinery taking on Moss and uh, Sabatelli. Yep. And uh, this is one that, you know, I think a lot of people are, you know, 
kind of interested in for the fact that leading up to this, Brandon, we've had a little bit of the teasers and all that kind of stuff. And it's not been a lot. Let's be honest. There was like mm-hmm. one moment in the parking lot where they kind of got into a little bit of a mix up. But still, I think people like myself have been kind of waiting to just kind of see what the payoff would be here. And, uh, you know, I really think that they did a decent job here. Um you get a lot of what you expect out of this match. You know, of course, heavy machinery, all the big man stuff, just really entertaining. Moss and Sabatelli using all their antics to their advantage. In fact, they use uh, the roll-up to get the victory here. And uh, that kind of really leaves you with a, a taste in your mouth. You're like, ah, oh, but at the not, same point, we're not, not, just, not just a roll-up, but a uh, leverage pin, too. On the yes, top. you're right. Yeah, top rope. So there you go. I mean, they're definitely showcasing that they are cheaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, these these guys have been uh, kind of entertaining. I'm still not big fans of uh, Sabatelli and Moss, but, I mean, they've kind of been entertaining with their backstage stuff with the cars and the jackets and all of this, first with Street Profits and now with Heavy Machinery. Um, but this match definitely sets you up. No, you know, this is definitely a match that, is foreshadowing a rematch. Yeah, you're exactly right on that. And it's one that I think we still want to see. I don't know about you, but I, I can get excited a little bit about seeing that rematch, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly hoping for a number of reasons that heavy machinery goes over in this feud whenever it does come to its climax, uh, because they're a team that, you know, after the uh, stupid superstar shakeup back in uh may or in april rather uh i thought they were going to be a team granted you didn't have undisputed era you didn't have street profits at the time but they seemed like a team that i was thinking could be one of those top teams along with aop and sanity at the top of the tag team division and then it just never really happened and i'm hoping that there's still a chance for them to get on a roll and and climb the ladder in the tag team division. Yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, I was a big WCW guy back in the day, and they remind me all about WCW when I see these guys. So I'm all on board with them. And, I love heavy machinery. <laughs> and and for, for, for those of you who haven't seen the news, I'm going to lay a little news on you guys right here. But uh, I'm hoping we get a Battle of the Machines uh, once War Machine, who has officially signed with WWE now and has reported to the Performance Center, I hope that War Machine is able to keep their name and we get a Battle of the Machines in NXT at some point. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, right? And, you know, that's going to be a big deal when they eventually do show up on NXT television. We don't know when that's going to be. But right about the time where Heavy Machinery should be getting up on that ladder and climbing a little bit further, that's exactly right when Heavy Machinery is going to jump on board and that's going to make a lot of us Heavy Machinery fans a little nervous. But I... Come on, you gotta love War Machine. I, I'm oh. not gonna cry and complain if War Machine takes their spot. I'm just gonna be a little disappointed, right? <laughs> I mean, I think there's enough space in the tag team division, which you know, the NXT tag team division. Even though, I mean, I've been saying for a while, I don't want any more NXT tag teams to be called up to the main roster because they get destroyed whenever they do. But um, you know, the tag team division in NXT has been one of the top divisions. Uh, in NXT for a while now, it's fallen off a little bit, but, you know, you still have Undisputed Era, you still have Street Profits, you still have AOP and Sanity still on the on NXT. And, you know, Heavy Machinery and, and War Machine can both 
fill out that very deep tag team division and make a few name, you know, make a few more feuds. And you know, you don't need to have the title in order to make a splash in the tag team division. I feel. Yeah, you're totally right on that. And, you know, the other tag team that's involved in here is one that you just mentioned. You know, maybe really not sold on it, but Sabatelli and Moss do have a little bit of charisma. To me, I think they still got a ways to go. We're, you know, kind of seeing that money gimmick, and we've seen it before. I, I think that they could really use some help. And and I, it's kind of funny to say that, but I just don't know if those guys have the charisma to really go a really far away unless they can really find something to add on to their characters or to, in their personalities. I, you, you mentioned War Machine signing. What if EC3 signed on with NXT and down the line, him joining with those guys? Because his gimmick's all about the money, too. Wouldn't it be kind of fun to see him as a trio with those guys? I think he would really did help you say? EC3, if he signs oh, on with NXT. Well, that, well, that's actually a rumor uh, that's going around, too, that he was at the Performance Center today. Um, so, you know, that could be an interesting concept, although a lot of people are speculating that he may go straight to the main roster. Uh, but if he were to go to NXT, that could be a way to, you know, make kind of like a Money Inc. type of uh, stable with mm-hmm. Sabatelli, Moss, and EC3. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something I threw out there, just something I'm kind of thinking about. And, you know, if EC3, and I really think EC3 will sign. You know, we've kind of had this discussion on our Wrestling of the Max podcast a little bit here and there. But I think that, you know, it's probably going to happen. I think it was pretty much confirmed today that he's signed. Okay, it's good. You know, um, I'm, I'm just excited that his name is even mentioned. So if he's signed and it's confirmed, I am over the moon. So uh, let's talk a little bit of, about what comes up here next. And, and there's some, you know, little vignettes that we'll have to talk about. Uh, we have the Undisputed Era kind of getting their little promo time here. Uh, you, of course, Adam Cole is talking all about the fact that he is going to destroy Aleister Black. You've got Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish kind of saying that anyone who steps in their way to get their championship belts are going to get dropped. And, you know, I, I think the Undisputed Era, these guys, you know, are meant to be something special here. They definitely place them in a good role. I, I'm I'm okay with these video packages they kind of put together, or, or I guess you said promo videos. I, I think they do a good job, and I think this one was fine. It's kind of like a uh, a little bit of a pause until they get to the next step. Yeah, I mean, I, I like them. It reminds me a bit, not fully, but it reminds me a bit of the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. promos, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. vignettes uh, that you got back in you know, 2013, 2014. Yeah, I, I could see that. I really can't because the different, definitely with the different camera angles that they have there. You know, it was more POV with the shield, but you're right. It, it is very much interesting with the way they kind of film it. It, it kind of makes you have that shield-esque feel and, to it. And so. we, each of them, when they're talking, kind of stepping forward in front of everyone else. And, you know, it just feels, you know, very similar to the way the shield was. Um, you know, and yeah, it was a nice... Uh, promo um you know very undisputed era type where they're just saying you know we're better than everyone else and you know if you step in the ring with us we're going to destroy you plain and simple and i like that they need to do that more often and i think they're doing it and uh i I can't wait to to see the you know the next step in that feud uh, i I also love i I don't know if you were going to talk about this next but i love Mm -hmm. the uh promo package that we get with uh some ecw clips Oh, yeah, go ahead and talk about it. What, what do you want to talk about? Go ahead. Well, I just like the fact that, you know, they were talking and amping up 
uh, you know, the fact that this is going to be an Extreme Rules match, and, you know, it's going to be in Philly, and them showing clips of old ECW matches, it makes me think and, and hope that they put on a very, you know, hardcore ECW-type match. Um, I mean, I think this wasn't meant to happen, but... I'm well. I'm pretty sure, based on where it was and the way he hit, it wasn't meant to happen. But um, with them, you know, showing, you know, not trying to hide the fact that uh, Ki- not Killian Dane. Um, oh, uh, what's his name? Um, you talking about Lars other, Sullivan? What? You talking about Lars Sullivan? No, no, the other uh, guy in Sanity. Oh, oh, uh, you're what talking about uh, Alexander Wolf? Yeah, Alexander Wolf. Uh, them not hiding the fact that he was busted open uh, in the War Games match. Maybe they allow them to push the envelope a little bit at TakeOver. Which would be really fun to see. And, you know, Alex or Black, you know, mentioning the extreme stuff and all that. I think you're right. And if they really do go down that road, it is going to be a lot more special. You're exactly. you're totally right. I mean, they can kind of play the game of we're PG or we're going to be safe. But uh, let's be honest, who watches NXT TakeOver? It's the true blue hardcore wrestling fans that usually exactly. watch it. And they're going to want to see a little bit of that color. They're going to want to see some of those extreme moments that they used to see on their TV or maybe if they went back in time and watched on the network or wherever else on YouTube. And so, especially mm-hmm. the fact that it's in Philly. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know what? And, you know, that's right. Philadelphia is a special place because it's the home of ECW, and that would be something that I think would just fit right on cue on that night. And it would be beautiful. <laughs> Let's see yeah. if they do it, though. Let's see if we get it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I worry they kind of pull back the reins a little bit. And uh, so I'm excited I, about it. I'm just it. hoping that we do just because of the, the uh, clips of ECW that we got. You know, maybe that's kind of a foreshadowing that, you know, we're going to let them go all out. I, you know what? I have no problem watching Alistair Black in a bloody mess. Be- no, neither do I. So <laughs> I hope it happens, but let's see. It was fun seeing uh, seeing uh, Alexander Wolf uh, get some at uh, in the War Games match. Oh, I, I'm right there with you. That that was a great match too. So. Yes. I mean, if anybody's listening and you haven't actually watched War Games, please go check it out. You'll exa- see exactly what Brandon's talking about. It, it was some not, not to mention brutal. a uh, moonsault from Roderick Strong. Woof! <laughs> Boy, Roderick Strong. And, and talking about Roderick Strong hey, uh, on this episode of NXT. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. Good job there, man. Uh, we do have Roderick Strong having a match in this show, and you know it's kind of funny because he takes on a little guy that I find very interesting, someone that I think really has a bright future if they allow him to, and that is, of course, Fabian Eichner. And this match, surprisingly, doesn't live up to what I wanted it to, to be honest with you. I, it, it was a little short. I really felt like Fabian Eichner kind of – he kind of showed a little bit of what he has to offer. Not a ton, though, you know, and, and it's just, to me, a little bit of a letdown. I mean, Rod Strong, you know, comes out, puts the stronghold on, and gets the victory. But, I mean, uh, it was a little short for my taste. I don't know about you, Brandon. I mean, I think that's, it's kind of what I expected, because while Fabian Eichner is starting to get a little bit of a push here, getting him on TV a little bit more, he's still, for the most part, pretty much a jobber at this point. Um... So it, it's what you would expect in a match like this, you know, trying to get Roderick Strong, um, you know, to look strong, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
I mean, it, it, it's it's what you expect. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was a it was a decent match. It, it's still kind of weird to me how the the cruiserweight classic went, where you know, like the lower card guys that lost in the first round, like half of them just got stuck in NXT, and then like the rest of them got put in the cruiserweight division. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, that's the way they I think had to play it though. They had to put some of those you know lower level guys somewhere, right? Yeah. So. But, you know, I think it's fair, and I think down the line, we're going to see Fabian and Eichner in, in a better light. But right now, you're right. He's paying his dues. He's doing that right yeah. now. We're seeing Leo Rush definitely do the same thing. I think there's better days for Leo, too. So I have I no problem with though. it. Man, well, me, too. I'm a huge Leo Rush fan. So, um, But, no, I mean, honestly, this is a match made for Roderick Strong. That's what this is about, mm-hmm. showing what he can do. And then he gets on the mic and does something that terrifies me for him. And that's call out Lars Sullivan and says he wants to face Lars Sullivan. Someone else who feels like that they have been, uh, you know, earning an opportunity and they've already done it. So it's their time. So, I, you know, Lars is a killer and he's going to have an interesting match against Roderick Strong. But I think this is going to be a fun matchup when they get together. And I, I, I have no problem with it, honestly. I mean, yeah, I don't have any problem with it either. I mean, I think... Just about everyone knows where this is going. But, I mean, it works because, you know, you've got these guys like Roderick Strong, like Cassius Ono, who have have some, uh, have some clout, have some uh, cachet within the uh, WWE and NXT universe um, because of their time in the indies. Um, so getting a win over them does look good on your resume. So, you know, them having Sullivan go over guys like Ono and Roderick Strong, it helps him more than it hurts them. You know, they're not really hurt all that bad because, you know, Ono a little more than Roddy, but, you know, uh, Roddy especially because he's a smaller guy, you know, you can understand why he would lose. And especially because while he's gotten away from it a little bit more over the past, you know, couple of weeks, his whole gimmick has been kind of the underdog gimmick from the get-go. So, you know, it's a good, it's a perfect kind of story for Roderick Strong right now. I'm right there with you, and I love this, and the reason I do is just that, what you said, underdog, and Lars Sullivan, so dominant, so imposing, and to see this whole matchup take place, I think they're going to have a lot of special moments involved, and hey, I mean, I'm down with it, I'm ready to see it, so let's, you know, kind of continue to follow this and, and see where they take it. We have a uh, video package here for TM61. Yeah, they're still around, everyone. I, I promise they are still in NXT. Uh, you, you know who? You know what this uh, package made me think of? Another team. Well, granted, they're not around anymore, but uh, I had to check to see if they were still around. I had, I went to go see if Blake and Murphy were still in the company. Well, you know, honestly, I don't even know. Are they? Or are they not? They, they are. Okay. Wow. So yeah, you're right. I completely forgot about them. To be honest with you. Wow. So. Yeah, they were kind of doing singles action because uh, what was it? It was 
Bigsby that was injured. I can't remember. Um, one of them had been injured. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, TM61, I'm really looking forward to them coming back. That once a, Another tag team to add onto that list you just got through talking about a little while ago, Brandon. And I, I think this is a special team. It's been a big, huge bummer that they've lost all this time that they could have been growing and you know getting better. But I mean, they're finally coming back. I love the vignette. They, they did a little comedy. They're very likable. They have great skills. I mean, I, I think as soon as they get back in the ring, everybody's going to be over the moon for them. Yeah, I mean, it was it was cool seeing the history behind them and seeing, you know, how they work with Harley Race and, and all of that, um, you know. And so, I mean, the, these types of vignettes work to get uh, – get teams that have or teams or or individuals that haven't been on TV for a while or you want to know more about uh it it works to get them over. I mean, we saw the way it worked with Roderick Strong back uh what was that last summer, I think, mm-hmm. when they did his whole thing. Um you know, so these types of things work and it and it's cool to see them and see, you know, where, you know, where these guys came from. Yeah, I'm right there with you, and it just draws fans in. This is a big deal. This is why I love NXT sometimes, because they take that opportunity and that time to showcase where these people came from, where their beginning was. Even if it's a little controversial because it wasn't WWE, they still show Mm -hmm. where they came from. And that's, to me, very important. It means something. And uh, I think they mentioned the junior heavyweight tag titles, I believe, in that package. I mean. that's the thing that's kind of nice about WWE, and you know, and you know, uh, I don't know what really started this. I mean, you could say that that Punk kind of started this, but um, you know, the fact that WWE doesn't—I mean, this may also be for more so with NXT because Triple H is involved and he's not as vindictive as Vince is, but you know he's willing to acknowledge other wrestling promotions. He's not just gonna, you know, completely ignore the history of someone just because he doesn't want to acknowledge and give promote, give any sort of uh, promotion to another company. Mm-hmm. I agree right there uh, in agreeance because I mean, I, I think it's important for these guys to have history for people to understand that they are former champions. It doesn't matter where it's from. Maybe you don't want to mention a local Indian, uh, Iowa or something. Maybe no one really get no, that. And yeah. I, <laughs> but I mean, major companies, you're right. I mean, I, I think it's very important. New Japan, Impact Wrestling, I don't care. Those major companies, they need to have a little bit of a, hey, they did win a world title or a tag title. So, I mean, they've even been doing it on the main roster with uh, like JBL, with, was it JBA? No, it was uh, Corey Graves mentioning how uh, you know, when the Balor Club, you know, first reformed them, talking about the IWGP, you know, tag team titles and the junior heavyweight title and all of that. So it was cool hearing them actually distinctly acknowledge certain titles. Yeah, and which they should. Let's be honest. The fans watching know. <laughs> oh, I- yeah, so I mean, they should at least bring it up. But you're right. I'm, you know, right there with you, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, let's see what happens with TM61. I can't wait till they get their debut. Uh, re-debuting uh, hopefully very, very soon. 
Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on and talk a little bit about the NXT Women's Division here. Uh, we have an interesting match. We have Aaliyah versus Lacey Evans uh, for a match here. And this one, as you know, gets a little bit of time, not a whole lot, but still gets some time. And I think they had a pretty even keel matchup. It looked like Aaliyah was kind of getting a little bit of the headway here until Lacey Evans kind of changes things. She gets a jawbreaker and then a vicious right hand to get the one, two, three, and end this thing. But I mean, still, Aaliyah, I think, walks away, you know, looking like she, you know, belonged in the ring. It wasn't a squash or anything. But, man, Lacey Evans sold that right hand. I mean, she acted like she hurt herself doing it. I think that was a really cool, you know, moment because it it kind of breaks that barrier of, oh, did that actually hurt? Oh, yeah, it looked like it hurt, and she sold it like it hurt. So I love that. I thought that was a great moment, you know, besides the victory here for Lacey Evans. And, um, well, before we get a little promo she cuts, what do you think about the match? I mean, the match was, you know, decent, you know, nothing super special, but like you mentioned, a a nice match and nice that it wasn't just a complete squash. Um, And yeah, the fact that she sold the, the right hook helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it looks like that's becoming more of a finisher WB's okay with. I, I guess with Big Show out of the picture, <laughs> yeah. they're okay with the, the, the knockout punch now with various different people. So, well, um, it's kind of funny how like there's there seems to be like two different groups of uh, wrestlers in WWE now, where it's like there's the old school guys who want to stay true to KFAB and, and not use punches because that was the rule back in the day. And then those people who don't care if they use punches or not. Yeah, that's true. That is. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting. You do get that mixture, but in this case, it looks like that, uh, you know, Lacey Evans was taking that role of, Hey, she is going to use a punch and it looks like it's going to be your finisher. And I don't think it's a bad finisher. I think it really fits. And, um, once again, uh, Evans is definitely growing and she's been here for a little while, but uh, I think it's great that we're seeing a little bit more personality in this promo after the match. She kind of comes out and, and kind of plays the better than you character. She's mm-hmm. kind of like the Southern debutante. Like, you know, I, I think that I, it's time for me to clean this whole ring of all the other filth. She mentions Nikki cross, which, Oh my God. That's dangerous. Don't you shouldn't even <laughs> mention that name. Uh, and then uh, please, I think please let's just get Nikki Cross to just squash her now, please. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you know, you can name about 15 other names on that roster, but that's the one name I probably would leave out of my mouth. But yeah, that's I think her funeral. Uh, but you know, she she basically kind of goes to her stick, and I think it was actually pretty good. Uh, she says a few yeah. things there that you know at least make us understand this is the direction the character is going and i really liked it she named two and well two and a half people but we all know who she was about to mention third um three people that i would love to just see them just absolutely annihilate her yeah I mean, she mentions Nikki Cross, first of all, which is dangerous. Ember Moon, which, you know, well, what the heck? That's the champ. Uh, yeah. And then you're going to name the person that comes out, Shayna Baszler, which well, no, uh, you could obviously. Name, uh, she was about to name Kyrie Thane. Oh, was she really? Okay. So yeah, I, she, I guess she so. said, and the pirate, and the, or the pirate, and then uh, Baszler's music. <laughs> now, that would be kind of a funny match. I'm sorry. I could just see Kyrie Thane in the match, though, boy. <laughs> That would be great, too. So we'll probably get it. We'll probably we'll see that match not too long from now. But uh, before, I guess, she even does get a chance to mention Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler does show up. And as you noticed, Lazy Evans kind of took a little bit of a detour uh, around uh, to make sure she didn't get in the path of Shayna Baszler. And Baszler comes down and uh, attacks, you know, uh, 
Aaliyah and uh, chokes her out. And then Ember Moon shows up and says, look, if you want to bully people, come bully me. And Shayna says, I don't have my gear. What am I going to do? I don't have my gear. She goes, well, your place, your time, and bring your gear, and we'll get this thing done. And Shayna says, for your title, okay. And so it looks like Philadelphia is the place we're going to see Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's title. I, I think they did a nice job here, honestly, Brandon. I kind of felt like this this mattered. It wasn't like it was all rushed. Uh, it felt like, you know, once again, Shayna Baszler's bullying and Ember Moon stepping up to, to save the day. Yeah, I mean, I like the way they did. The only thing that, I mean, maybe it wouldn't have worked quite as well, but the only thing I maybe would have changed, but again, you know, in terms of who she was trash-talking and everything, maybe uh, Ember Moon wouldn't have cared as much. But I I think it would have kind of worked better just, you know, in the way that Baszler is being built up right now. I get the whole heel against heel doesn't, doesn't happen in WWE, but... um you know, with her kind of trash talking and saying, like, I'm better than everyone else, like, it would have been a little bit better for me personally if Baylor had just come up from behind while Evans was talking and just put it on her right then and there. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, that wasn't a bad and bad thing either. I'm right, you know, and right there with you. I, uh, I you know, I, I think basically clearing the ring is not a bad idea overall. I mean, you, you take out Evans, and then Aaliyah tries to escape. You take her out, and then you have Ember Moon come out, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, it's more vicious. It's more dangerous. But I, I think possibly for time reasons they didn't do that maybe. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't I don't have the timesheet in front of me, what they did yeah. or why they did it. But I, I think that could possibly be why. But I, I think your point is very valid, and I think the more vicious you make Shane Baszler look, which I think they've done a decent job of it. Oh, the they've more, done a great job. Yeah, the, the more people are going to care, and I think by the time we get to Philadelphia takeover, it's going to be those matches that we're all biding our time. Come on, is that the next one? Yeah, Dude. I mean, <laughs> so. I, I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to see this match because it's an interesting contrast of styles. You know, you've got Ember Moon, who, she's not a huge high flyer, but, you know, she's got her finisher, which is coming off the top rope and everything. So she has some aerial moves. Um, So she's more athletic, more high-flying against the very much, you know, MMA-style submission, ground-and-pound style of Shayna Baszler. So it's it's an interesting, uh, you know, contrast that could play out for a number of different things in the ring. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Uh, but you know, we have some other coming up here uh, in this show that you know kind of lead us to that big Philadelphia show. Uh, let's talk about what is right after that, where we have Zelina. Him, hey, Cien Almas, you know he's the man. But you need to understand that Johnny Gargano isn't ready for him yet, and I think that the number one contendership should be put up for grabs because Velveteen Dream had some points that were really true, and Gargano should have to put up the number one contendership against Velveteen Dream to face Cien Almas. And William Regal was not enthused about that. So Zelina Vega, of course, did not get the answer she particularly wanted. But, hey, then you're going to get exactly what I think a lot of us were interested to see. We have Johnny Gargano himself. Uh, come out. Of course, let's, let's, before we do that, well, no, let's go ahead and talk about it. I'll, I'll mention the other segment they had between later. Uh, Johnny Gargano comes out, basically says that Zelina Vegas, Ian Almas, William Regal, Velveteen Dream, and none of them believe in him. 
None of them actually think that he can do what he says he can do. They doubt him. So he says he's willing to do it. He is going to come and put up that number one contendership up against Velveteen Dream. And then after that, he's going to go and become NXT champion. I think this is probably the most favorite moment that I've had with Gargano so far. He actually seemed like he was expressive. He cared. He was on fire. I, I love this. I love the, the, the just complete excitement you could see in his face and in his voice. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like the promo. Um, maybe maybe it's just me and, and my not liking uh, Vega and, and Almas, but I feel like there, I, I feel like this is more of a, you know, heel type move of like, she's saying that, you know, she doesn't think Gargano is worthy, but in reality, she's really afraid of him. And yeah. she would rather see Velveteen Dream because she thinks uh, almost has a better chance against Dream. Yeah, and that's probably the case here. And, uh, you know, I think from what you're saying, uh, you can definitely get that, you know, and I think that that's the big thing is that she's got to put as many distractions, as many roadblocks in front of Johnny Gargano as possible. That way he cannot get to see an almost. And if it comes, it comes But after he gets there, he's going to have been through a lot of battles before he hits the war. So yeah. it's going to be, you know, uh, fun to see this match though. I think that Velveteen dream, uh, is definitely a guy that's gotten better charisma wise. I think in the ring, he's, you know, got something to, show us and i think him and gargano can have a great match i think that velveteen dream and alistair black match just blew me away i can only imagine what johnny gargano can do the the one thing i i kind of wish that and i understand that like they they wanted to give black a big win and everything but the the one thing that would have been kind of interesting if they had decided to continue that feud is for it to culminate in instead of an i quit match instead instead have it be a say my name match oh yeah i I mean they were kind of going that way but not really right i mean it it was not a say my name match you know that's not the way it worked but i i I think you're right i think it'd have been great if they had that added in because that was what velveteen wanted him to do say my name say who i am who am i so i I think that they i wouldn't say missed the boat but i think it's uh, an added bonus if they would have done that so Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm really, you know, once again, like I said, I am excited about Gargano and Velveteen Dream. I think that they can uh, probably live up to the hype. I, I really feel that way. So yeah, let's I'm, see how that shakes out. I'm just hoping that Gargano retain or keeps it, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I think he would, wouldn't he? Because uh, I, I don't think Velveteen Dream is the guy to screw him over. I think eventually we're looking at being Champa. Yeah, yeah, probably. So... Uh, let's talk a little bit about No Way Jose. Yeah, that's right. Oh, he's another thank guy. You. <laughs> <laughs> another I'm so guy glad that back. he's coming back. I'm like, he's another one of those guys. I talked about heavy machinery and how I hope they get a push. Um, no Way Jose. I, it's funny when I first saw the the visionettes with him, with them, you know, promoting his uh, debut. I was like, uh, just another like generic, you know, you know. Uh, hispanic guy you know that's what i was expecting and then you know he came in and you know him using the baseball moves um and you know just his charisma and everything just completely sold me right from the get-go when he had his first match against alexander wolf um and i'm really hoping that he gets a big push um 
moving forward in NXT. I think that the guy definitely gets the crowd behind him. Like you said, he's got a, a great future ahead of him if they continue to push him, right? If they continue to let him climb that ladder and to see where he can go. And I think he's exciting. I've not been a big fan of his. I, I like him okay. Um, but I, I think for the fact that I just mentioned Velveteen Dream, a guy I completely did not like at all, um, I've kind of come around to him. And I think I'm going to come around to No Way Jose a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. I've come around. I mean, like I said, I when I first saw the, the Visionettes for No Way Jose, I was like, oh, this is going to be just another generic you know, guy. Um, and then he completely sold me over right from the beginning. Velveteen Dream, I'm still kind of on the fence about. I'm still not a huge fan of his. We'll see how he goes. But, you know. Uh, I think both guys have potential, but no way, Jose, you know, uh, no way, Jose, getting this time, getting a a chance to kind of showcase that he's coming back and get fans excited. That means something. I don't think they would do that just to do it. I think that they are preparing us to get ready for that next run for no way, Mm -hmm. Jose. Yeah. Let's talk about the big match here. That's right. We have a mini event for you with the authors of pain taking on the street profits. And this is one that I was kind of looking forward to for the fact that the Street Profits have pretty much, you know, did everything that they needed to do to get here. They've dominated. They've, you know, been really fun to watch. They've done all their stuff, the video packages, you know, going out and hanging out with the fans, just doing their thing. Mm -hmm. And then they face this force (laughs) that's pretty imposing, that's pretty powerful. And uh, they were definitely to be reckoned with because the Authors of Pain, I'm not going to say they squashed them, but they pretty much squashed them in this match. I mean, they, you know, Angela Dawkins got a little offense here. Uh, you know, Ford kind of got a little bit in, but it, this was really about the authors of pain. Let's be very, very honest. Mm-hmm. They came in here. They won the match. I, I don't know that that was a huge shocker, especially the way the match started. But I'm uh, on the, the question mark and on the fence on how much I like the Street Profits getting handled so badly. But they've got a future ahead of them. I think the Authors of Pain are definitely doing something. So that means they have to do this to do something bigger. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a complete squash. So, I mean, Street Profits got a little bit of offense out, so I'm okay with it. I am a huge Street Profits fan, but I think even with this loss, I mean, it's against Authors of Pain. Um, You know, you've got Paul Ellering at ringside, you know, a legend. So, obviously, they have the advantage on on a number of different levels. Um, So, you know, I'm okay with them winning. um, But like you said, I think Street Profits still have a bright future ahead of them. but, you know, yeah, this is setting up for ALP against uh, Undisputed Era, and I think that'll be a good match uh, at Philly. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing some of that, too. And I look at this and say to myself, the Authors of Pain, they have these big matches coming up in Philadelphia, and they'll have some other ones down the line. And there's a reason, why, though, that they face guys like the Street Profits, young up-and-comers who've been very dominant, kind of like Heavy Machinery, let's say that. <laughs> heavy Machinery, you took them on, too, and they that defeated is- Heavy Machinery. And, yeah, it was great. And, and this is just a proving point that the Authors of Pain are facing the, the, some of the best that NXT has to offer. They're not just going out there and facing a bunch of guys who are first or second year wrestlers. No. They're taking on some of the best the NXT has to offer, and they're being victorious and doing it. So when we actually get these other big matchups, 
they matter. And so I, I think, you know, a, a decent main event here. I, I think, well, like I said, this is all about Authors of Pain. But Street Profits, look to see them come back. Look to see them recoup and, you know, do their thing and just say, hey, you know, we take our lumps, but we're getting better. And I think that's exactly what we're going to see from here. And and also looking forward, you know, looking ahead to a couple of months from now, you know, um, you got to assume that we're going to get another superstar shakeup in April after Mania. So, you know, I could expect Authors of Pain, Sanity to maybe get called up. So that leaves a void in the uh, tag team division, which hopefully Street Profits and uh, and Heavy Machinery will be able to fill in along with War Machine. Yeah, that's a good point, you know. Uh, every time we have WrestleMania coming around, which is, you know, not too far in the future from us, that means that look to see some NXT stars leave. And that's, it's really a great point. I really question, I wonder if Paul Ellering is ready to leave too, or if he's going to let those guys move on without him. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I, I would hope at least for the beginning, at least when they first come up, just for the fan, for the casual fans that don't watch, NXT or but who may have been fans of you know WWE and WCW back in the day I would hope that he comes out just to give them that extra rub on the main roster I I hope so too (laughs) I really do to be honest with you because he adds something to those guys Mm -hmm. and you know I think they are getting a little bit better I think eventually they won't necessarily need Paul Ellering around. Oh, and, no, but I would know. at least hope for the, mm-hmm. for like maybe the first couple of months or so. Um, but, you know, for the first couple of months that they're on the main roster, that he sticks with them. And then, depending upon if you want them to be face or heel, you either, you know, have him have a backstage segment with him saying, you know, I've done everything I can for you guys. You guys, you know, can take it from here and leaves. Or them, like, you know, turn on him and, you know, do the super collider to him or something like that, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they could do something like that for sure. And uh, I think, you know, no matter what they do, the future is bright for AOP. I really, really do. So. Uh, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up our NXT. Uh, and man, once again, we've had a lot of fun talking NXT. Lots of great stuff and lots of great content. And we are looking forward to NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. That is going to be such a fun show. We'll be doing our go-home review show next Friday morning, and you are not going to want to miss that. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll definitely be setting things up. Uh, and, of course, you know, we you know definitely enjoy watching this lead-up to this big show. So, I know, Brandon, uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention before we uh, get out of here? Mm, no, don't think so. Just, um, I mean, the big thing I'm looking forward to next week is seeing No Way Jose back in the ring again. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be a fun moment. So, you know, uh, come back and check us out. You'll get a chance to hear uh, some of myself and if Paul's back and if Paul's still sick or away, maybe Brandon will be back next week. And we'll definitely talk about Noah Jose and everything else that takes place at that NXT Go Home show before TakeOver Philadelphia. Uh, and also, you know, once again, Wrestling to the Max is one of those podcasts that I do. And uh, I want to make sure people know that we are not going to be doing our Friday morning show. I am sorry to say that, but we have to to kind of miss this week uh two of the three guys are definitely sick i am close to sick if you can't hear my voice so we decided to take the night off so if you guys are looking for it and you're like oh where's that show at where's it at why isn't it not on the dock well guess what that's why because we're not going to have that show i'm so sorry but we will be back i promise you we will be back on 
Tuesday morning. So you'll not only get that Raw 25 review show that we'll be doing, but you'll also get a chance to hear Wrestling to the Max come back and we'll be covering all those big topics like Roman Reigns and some of the other big signings that WWE have taken into into their home and a lot of other big things going on in the world of wrestling. You're not going to miss that show. Uh, Brandon Bisco being man, you do a lot of stuff here on the network. Tell people where they can find you and listen for you. Yeah, the main thing that I'm doing right now is The Kickoff, which is a football show that uh, Harry Broadhurst, myself, and Eric Watkins do. Uh, that is on Wednesday nights. Uh, and then, um, here and there over the last couple of weeks, I've been filling in for either Liz or Harry over on the SmackDown review and 205 live review. Uh, I also have a fantasy football podcast that I'm working on that, uh, will be starting. We'll do a little year in review, uh, after the Super Bowl. And then, uh, Harry and I are also work on the opening stages probably won't be for a little while but the opening stages uh, on uh building a new show based around the uh monday night wars and you know the ratings war and and diving into each week of of the monday night wars so stay tuned for that yeah for sure and the way to go find everything that Brandon just mentioned and the stuff to look forward to w2mnet.com that's right that's the place where you go and you check out just type that in and get ready for a lot of great content because we got tons of wrestling podcasts football podcasts soccer we also got video games entertainment so much to offer you don't want to miss a minute of the action when it comes to the podcast that the w2mnet.com has to offer and if you want to just come find us on whatever you listen to us through maybe spreaker.com apple podcast uh Heck, wherever it is. Just make sure you go check out Wrestling Under the Max or the W2M Network, which gives you every single show that the W2Mnet.com has to offer. And when you hit that subscribe button, you'll get them all in your nice one gift, and it'll be in your dock, and you can find everything there. And don't forget to hit the rate and review button for those shows. We all appreciate it. Every time you do that, we get feedback from you. We also get a little love, and we thank you for all that. And also support our friends over at 411media.com and LastWordOnProWrestling.com. They do a great job, too, and they support us. Let's go support support them too uh once again brandon thank you so much for taking the time out of your night and joining me and i know this was kind of a last minute thing but i really really appreciate it but like i said i'm 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 the the uh top sixth man in uh in wrestling to the max there you go i love it i love it man uh well okay guys well we are done for the night we hope you all have a great one until next time we'll catch you guys down the road The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.